Jim Cramer made his debut on TV in November of 2001 with La uh, Larry Cutlow in a show called America Now. They changed the name shortly thereafter to Cutlow and Cramer, and Jim Cramer has become probably the Oprah of the financial world, and now he's being called something of the pariah of the financial world. I've came across an article in Seeking Alpha about an inverse fund that has been created to go t directly against whatever Jim Cramer recommends. I want to go into that. I want to share that article with you and give you my impression of it. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. So how did Jim rise to his fame? Well, I think he was pretty accurate for quite some period of time, and he had exposure, and he's been through, he's one of the few talking heads on either YouTube or uh, the TV programs that's been through the uh, dot-com bubble, the subprime crisis, uh, any other dips that occurred in that time, and then he's the one who took us through uh, the coronavirus situation. But now he's fallen into some disfavor as the uh, article uh, from Seeking Alpha documents, and I'll give you a link to it. But the problem is, uh, if you aren't subscribed, you aren't going to be able to read it. So let me give you something of a summary of what the article says. It basically goes and shows the uh, history of Jim Cramer's um, mad money. And it, uh, in this graph, you can see that it peaked out uh, in, in 2000 or hit a peak that took a little slump and then came back up in 2021. Um, and then since then it has collapsed. Well, we've got to recognize that that was a time when there was a lot of amateurs in the market. They were, they were getting money from the government. They were sitting at home. They wanted uh, some, something to do. And they said, hey, we got this $1,200 that we husband and wife just received. Let's put it into the stock market and let's see if we can get some advice. And there on the TV was Jim Cramer. And so his uh, in 2000, his, um, or 2020, he hit a peak. He got up to close to a million uh, listeners, and it has since come down to about 200,000. As the money went away, as particularly people started losing money, and now Jim is getting a lot of flack. If you, you are on Twitter, find his uh, Twitter account and go into some of the comments, and Jim is getting Getting a lot of hate. Is it justified? Well, I guess my feeling is he's offering his advice based upon his experience, and then you have to determine whether he knows what he's talking about or not, because the ultimate person who clicks that buy button is you, not Jim. So let's look a little bit further. What's this uh, fund that is inverse all about? Well, Jim, uh, over the last year, has made 876 buy recommendations um, and that he has had some very bullish views on them. Here's his top 10, Procter & Gamble, Walt Disney, 
uh, Qualcomm, and, and adjacent to each one, you can see what they have done since Jim recommended them. Constellation Brands, Morgan Stanley, Johnson & Johnson, uh, Holobarton, Metaverse, Pioneer Natural Resources, and Marvel Technologies. Marvel down 30%, uh, Qualcomm down 28%, Disney down 29%. So there, the article is pointing out that he doesn't have much of a track record. So what the author went and did was create an inverse fund. That is to say, create a tracking device. And they went back to uh, 2020 and said, okay, if we had bought what Jim recommended, um, what would we have returned? And then also, what if we shorted those positions, what would our return be? And you can see that their return would be 20%. If you annualized it, it would be 26%, while the uh, NASDAQ or the S&P was down 6.29. So Jim's returns were pretty sad. If you went negative, his re his recommendations, you'd be up between 20 and 26%. And here's a chart of the shorts that the author took to generate the um, return of roughly 26% on Jim's recommendations. So is this valid? Well, I think the valid part of it is that Hindsight is always twenty twenty, um, and is the future is the past any indication of future returns? No. So what could very easily happen is that these stocks, uh, Procter and Gamble, Walt Disney, Qualcomm, and the others could turn around and give you phenomenal returns. So we don't really have a template that we can look at and say, when the government throws $9 trillion, increases the money supply by 40%, and then quarantines everybody at home and puts out an extraordinary number of speculative SPACs and gets everybody wrapped up in electric vehicles and genome sequencing and all this sort of stuff. How is any one person or five people or whatever be going to be able to predict the results of something that has never happened again? All they can do is draw on their past experience and say, these are strong companies. I mean, all of these are our strong companies, can we anticipate what's going to happen to them when we're in a time period that has never happened before? No. So my point is, don't beat up on Jim unless you can do better. If you have done better, please raise your hand and let CNBC know, and they'll hire you, or maybe uh, BlackRock or some other uh, hedge fund will hire you because you had the foresight and you had the vision that no one else had. So my, my, my point is, I like Jim Cramer, uh, and, and the reason I like him, the reason, you know, booyah, Jim, Carrie Grinkmeyer from Birmingham, Alabama, well, booyah, Carrie, is because that man gets up every day 
and goes to work and tries to help you, whether he's successful at it or not, really doesn't, should, he shouldn't be beat up on. If you go to, to Anderson uh, Clinic in, in Houston, Texas, and the doctor doesn't cure your cancer, should the doctor be crucified? He did the best he could. He got up every morning and worked to help you with the tools he had. So don't beat up on him if his tools didn't work because he was facing a situation he never faced before. From my history of watching Jim Cramer since 2001, I know he meets with CEOs and CFOs and works his butt off to give me the best information that he has at his disposal to help me make better investment decisions. Do I think he has some conspiracy going on and he's pumping and dumping these stocks? No, I do not. Now, I could be dead wrong, but I don't think you can survive 23 years in this business if you are running a conspiracy scam on the investors of the United States. So my message to you, whether it's Jim Cramer, whether it's Stockmo, whether it's, it's uh, Graham Steffens or Meet Kevin or Ticker You or Kerry Grinkmeyer, we're all getting up every morning and working our asses off, doing research and doing videos to help you make better investment decisions. Are we going to get it right every time? Hell no. Have any of us experienced what we're going through now? No. Is it possible that we could have some insights that maybe you don't? I believe we can, such as this will take care of itself and it will be, the future will be driven by artificial intelligence, machine learning, quantum computing, and health cure as opposed to health care. The, uh, a carbon-free energy, solar energy, nuclear energy, EVs. We all know that's going to happen. We just don't know how to get through the shit that we're dealing with right now. We've got a, we've got uh, raising interest rates, raising inflation, broken supply chain. This has never happened before. So how can you expect Jim Cramer or Kerry Grinkmeyer or Stock Mo or anybody else to tell you what to do next? All I can tell you is I know what's going to happen in the next five to ten years, but I don't have a clue as to what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't, because I've never been in this shit before, and neither has Jim Cramer. So, lighten up. What I would suggest you do is study, understand what's happened, and then you'll have an insight is what is going to happen. I think the things you need, as I said, to study, are artificial intelligence, machine learning, quantum computing, health cure, and then pay attention to what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, and for God's sakes, pay attention to what's happening in China. 
the right now the biggest change in this world is the coronavirus. What's going to happen relative to our healthcare system is number one. But the one thing that could replace that as the most important thing is China. And if you don't understand what China's economic situation is, and if you don't understand why nobody wants a yuan to trade with, if you don't understand that, you're behind the eight ball. And, and, and you're going to get slammed. So study China and become an expert. And if Jim speaks about China, listen. I haven't heard him talking about it, but that's the future. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I really don't care. I'm investing for the future. I'm investing, I'm shorting China. Okay? So... I expect a needle to go into my arm and cancer to come out of my body. I expect China to collapse within five years. That's how I invest for the future. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Talk to you, though, tomorrow. Tomorrow.